If you like this show, remember you can hear it here on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, really any app you use to listen to podcasts. Subscribe and get a new episode every week. If you want to get in touch, you can leave me a voice message. Many times, fathers, dad, big guy, the man at the house, he goes by so many names. He doesn't get the recognition that he needs. And a lot of times, he deserves it. But let's be honest, most of us guys will never ask for it. We feel if we do, we're being arrogant. We're being narcissistic or condescending because we're supposed to do those things. Well, in today's episode, I talked to two good friends of mine who happen to be dads as well that give an insight from both spectrums on what it's like to be a dad in today's world. Stick around. I am a fan. Starts now. Hey everybody, welcome to the I Am A Fan Podcast. My name is AJ Rivera, and I am pleased and honored to have two gentlemen that have been a huge influence in my life, and I know that the things that they bring to the table tonight in this round talk is going to blow your mind as well as inform. So let me introduce to you guys to two people who really need no introduction because I want to tell you who they are. No, I'm kidding. I want to introduce you to Will Rogers Jr. the third. Yes, that's really his name. Okay, who I officially call Big Will. How you doing, Will? Hey, how you doing? Will is someone who I used to whine to night after night on a job that we used to work together, and he encouraged me to follow a dream, and I did, and I was able to get one of the best jobs I ever had. I've always loved you for that, brother. Yeah, man, that's what I'm here for. And I also want to introduce you to another brother by the name of Anthony. Now, Anthony, I'm not going to give you your last name. And the only reason I'm not going to do that is because there's so many Anthonys out there. I think Anthony alone just kind of stands like like Prince. You know what I mean? It's, it's good enough to be just that good. Uh, yeah, that's funny. I like it. I like it. So, yeah. Anthony is my current advisor. <laughs> and uh, we both attend, you know, both attend church together and everything. But... He's a brother that I can call just like Will, two, three o'clock in the morning and tell him, hey, look, I ain't got two dollars in my pocket and before I can finish the sentence, he's on my doorstep. I love it. You know, and I appreciate both of you guys. That's what we're here for. So what I want to do is we're going to just have a talk. OK, now the name of this podcast episode is called Daddy Should Get the Big Piece of Chicken. And the reason I'm doing that is because, let's face it, the three of us are all fathers. The three of us are all hardworking men, or at least I believe I work hard. I don't know about you do, guys. Y'all might. I mean, I guess you do. No, I'm kidding. What's hard work? You do what you love. What's really hard work? Okay, don't get philosophical on me already, Anthony. Come on now. We got a long show. So what's happening is, in particularly, I wanted to put you two guys together because, respectfully, you're from different spectrums. Um, when it comes to father, fatherhood, okay? Um, if you don't mind, Will, give a little bit of your background. Um, let the I people know who you are. Well, let the people know who you are, where you're from, you know, and, and about your child. I mean, I'm pretty local. I've been in Virginia now for uh, most of my life, 30 plus years. Uh, I got two kids. 
My older one isn't mine, but I raised it. Um, Still yours. I was told once if you feed it, it's yours. I feed it, so it's mine. Uh, they're both teenagers now. Um, the older one claims to be... The older one is transgender, so they were born girls, but the older one's transgender and gay, so that's a... That's a feat in itself, trying to raise a child like that. And, and autistic. Okay. And autistic. So okay. that is a defeat in itself and complications of its own. Um, the younger one is one of the sweetest kids you'll ever meet, so there's not a lot of problems there. But, um, I mean, it's hard being a father. You all know that. It's teenage, teenage kids can be, re- can be rebellious and can be rambunctious, but, I mean, you just got to love them, man. You got to love them day in, day out. Definitely, definitely. And Anthony, enlighten the world on yourself, please. Well, I mean, you know, really powerful there, Well, um, you know, but uh, I was, uh, you know, I'm from New York originally. I was raised in Queens. Oh, podcast over. I'm I'm born in Brooklyn, raised in Queens. What can I say? Um, but I, I moved uh, to Virginia around. Uh, 21 and uh, with my my girlfriend at the time, but now my wife of 11 years, and um, you know uh, we we started a family. You know I have four daughters, um, a 16 year old, 14 year old, a nine year old, and a two year old. So what you're saying is you basically never get in the bathroom. Uh, no, I, don't, I never. Get up, I get up very early. Um, very early and use the bathroom, get my shower, everything out the way, shave, everything, and I just... Yeah, you have to. Yeah, and then I just sit at the dining room table and sit there until it's about to go. <laughs> Stay out the way. Understandable. Uh, yeah, but I mean, uh, you know, really well-behaved girls, um, everybody has their challenges, you know, um, you know, the, the, the one thing I'm really working hard right now is to, um, you know, get to my house. Uh, we still rent apartment, you know, and nothing wrong with it. But, um, but you know, such a big family, I want to get them their space, uh, especially my teenagers. Um, you know, so they can kind of have that uh, experience at some point in their lives before they go off to be adults on their own. And stuff. Anthony, from, from from what I'm hearing, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're basically saying you want your space. I, you know, that's, that's, the, you know, that's the one thing everybody tells me about myself is the humility, but I can tell you it truly is about my space because, quite honestly, that whole place is mine, so I'll take them all out. <laughs> <laughs> some, you know, but, um, no, no, honestly, it, it really is for them. I, I, you know, they're sharing rooms and stuff, and I, I shared a room growing up. I know there's nothing wrong with it, but I also had my own room at a certain point and I know what that's like and I want them to at least experience before they go off to you know college or whatever so okay okay well for my listeners who already know um I have eight children but I have three girls two of which are teenagers at this time you know um well actually now I have one of the teenagers now because the other one just turned 20 so hey I'm doing well, but I got another one about to be a teenager, so either way I lose. No, I'm kidding. So, the challenges that, you know, that we face is kind of interesting, and I heard you guys kind of touching your backgrounds a little bit as far as kids. Let me ask you a couple of questions about that. Like, um, 
What do you remember about the houses you lived in as a child? What was your favorite one, and what made it so special? I can I can start that off. Um, my favorite house was absolutely the house that uh, we moved to in Queens. Um, and when we lived in Brooklyn, we lived in the two bedrooms, and it was three kids um, for my mom. So you know, my father has seven all together, but. Um, at, at that time, it was only the three, um, and then we moved to Queens, and I mean, AJ had the, the stove with the microwave over it, had the fridge made ice, I was just so impressed. I, I mean, it was, you know, I had a bad Oh yeah, you hit the house heaven. Oh, I mean, it was just, at nine years old, it was just like, you know, all of a sudden I have a backyard. It was just amazing. So yeah, it, that, that house just, you know, and all my friends would come and hang out there. So, that, yeah, that, that is, you thought I got excited. Okay. <laughs> and Will? Uh, I maybe had a three-story townhouse when I was through middle school into high school. And I think that was probably the best. But it wasn't really the house as much as it was the family. Mm. Um, my brothers were there. My older brothers were still living with us. Um, so it was my younger brother, my older brothers, my parents. You know, the, it was the family that we had there. Because after that, you know, my older brothers were gone, so it was they were gone. You know, before that, there was too much family there. You know, it just seemed a good time. I think that was the, the reason I liked that house okay. more than any other ones. So for you, it was more atmosphere than structure. Yeah, I mean, the structure was nice, too, because it was three stories. Right. So there was... The third, the third floor was like uh, a master bedroom almost because it was like a whole floor, like a studio, you know. Okay. It was like a whole floor. And wow. There was two, there was two bedrooms on the second floor, and then the first floor was like a kitchen, dining room, living room, you know, with a bathroom, and there was a bathroom on each floor. And, you know what I mean? So it was kind okay. of nice layout. So. Well, you know something when you say when you said that, well, it kind of it kind of hit hit with me because um, at a certain part of uh, my life, when I was like 16, 15, 16, um, all of my father's children um, lived in the same house for about a year, um, and, and it was just like that three stories. The master bedroom was on the third floor, and like we had like a play area where we just hung out, watch videos, and play video games, and that we always talk about that year, like all of you know, when we all get together, you know. Yeah, that was the good time when the family was together. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was when we did the family dinners and stuff like that. See, after that, my older brothers, there was like a nine year gap or eight year gap. So, my older brothers, they moved out. So, after that, after that time, it wasn't, it wasn't like that anymore. You know what I mean? Like, it was, it wasn't, there was a reason to do the family dinners or nothing. You know what I mean? Like the family just kind of grew apart after that. You know, that's the thing. We have never, all seven of us have never been in the same place at the same time. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Well, hold on, fellas. We got to take a break. got to pay the bills. And we'll be right back with Dad should get the big piece of chicken. sharing photos of what looks like fried food, but they're bragging about how healthy they are. They're right. It's the latest in cooking innovation, and Lowe's has Samsung slide-in ranges with air fry to help you get in on the trend. 
Air Fry uses little to no oil, giving you the taste of your favorite fried foods. Plus, the Air Fry tray is included, so you can start cooking from the get-go. Order yours today via our app, online, or in-store, and get free delivery. Bring home innovation this fall with Lowe's. Free local delivery applies to appliances, $3.96 or more, U.S. only. With so many new... And we're back. Okay, so you guys both touched on something that kind of led right into my next thought, which was, um... Welcome to Dollar Bank. How may I help you today? Hi, so you have a $400 offer with an everything checking account, right? What does this account include? Well, everything. A great mobile app and online banking with bill pay. Nice. Access to 55,000 free ATMs everywhere. That's convenient. You can also send money with Zelle to people you trust. I like that. And you'll feel secure. With our card control app, get real-time purchase alerts and turn your card off and on in a few clicks. Sounds like an account that'll be easy to use every day. Everyone has an opportunity to earn $400 with an everything checking account. Call 1-800-242-BANK, stop by, or visit dollar.bank slash 400. $400 offer for new customers only and may end without notice. Certain requirements apply in the first year. Call for details. 0.05% annual percentage yield. Fee waiver requires six qualifying monthly payments. Zelle is available to U.S. bank account holders only. Terms and conditions apply. The Zelle service is property of Early Warning Services, LLC. Dollar Bank, member FDIC. Hi. You know, when you were teenagers or when you were younger, uh, you know, who was your go-to person for advice? You know? And also, when you look back at that advice now as an adult, was it really good advice? Oh, uh, yeah, man, definitely. My, my mom, I always went to my mom for everything. And she, she would give me the advice, and then I was always like, Mom, you can't be right about that. And my mom would always say, go do it your own wrong way. <laughs> I like that. Go do it your own wrong way. And I'm like, Bleh. and then I would do it my way, and I would come back afterwards and say, Mom, you were right. And she's like, I know. <laughs> Mama know best. That episode is coming soon. That episode is coming soon. Wrong <laughs> wrong way. That is, that is funny. I like that. Uh, you know, for me, um, I, I, as you know, thirteen to sixteen was some wayward years for me. I, I didn't really, you know, I stopped going to high school. I ended up homeschooling. You know, homeschooling. Um, high school, um, and I met my, uh, my wife, um, and her aunt, I met, like, I could say, like, her aunt was, like, you know, kind of calling me a knucklehead and stuff like that. And she was so like, she knew you? Oh, she, like, if you, if I was going to be with her, I had to know Ozzy, um, and, you know, she really grew me up a lot, um, you know, I used to just go over there and I would do my schoolwork there with her while she was, you know, cooking and singing, whatever. And she would just constantly give me that tutelage. You know, sometimes that smack upside the head. I, I needed it. Um and yeah, she that was that that definitely has been like my my life coach, um, you know, uh from my teenage years going into my adult years. Uh never really listened to my friends. Not not very much. Well you were fortunate, you had some. Oh, I had friends. I had way too many friends. That was maybe that been the issue. <laughs> I've always said I had. I've always said I've had three strong friends in my life, and you guys are good. You guys are my boys, but um, I've had three strong friends that I've known over thirty years, 
and they they were the ones that got me in trouble and then got me out of it and then got me back in it so they kind of qualify and that's how it usually happens yeah sounds sounds accurate yeah so let's get into a little bit harder meat of the questions and meat of the whole podcast itself and episode because we're talking about dads we're talking about being a dad in today's world you know and um you know like I said I could go on and on about me but I really wanted to get my listeners a perspective from other people you know what do you think is the hardest thing about raising children today oh man uh, oh for a second I thought you both hung up on me no no I was just one of those like what's not tough about raising children today um I didn't know if you wanted to start with oh man everything Okay, so the world is so sensitive nowadays. You know, everything has a point of view, and every point of view is so... You have to look at everything from every angle. You know, uh, the things that were done... The thing, the way my parents raised me are not socially acceptable anymore. You know, the spare the rods, spoil the child thing. Like, I spank my kids and they, I get looked at sideways. Where my, my parents spanked me like crazy. You know, the, the world is so sensitive and the world is so, it changed. Maybe that's the best way to put it. You know, like I said, my, my kid is transgender and I don't even know that my kid has really decided that. Because when we talk about it, you know, it, do, do I need to save for an operation? And my kid, he's kind of clammed up. So, like, is that really what we're doing? Is that not what we're doing? Is that what the world is telling you to do? You know what I mean? Like, is what is going on with the change that is one parent to another to another? I mean, look at our grandparents to our parents to us. You know, the 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 learning methods and everything. They are, what is the right way anymore? Well, I was always taught the right way is the way that works for you. Well, I mean, yeah, that's kind of how it has to be. And it finally just got to the point that was like, I mean, like I said, my kids are teenagers now. I just kind of look at them like, I'm just going to treat you guys like adults as long as you act like adults. You start acting like children and I'm going to treat you like children. And they were like, okay, and we haven't had an issue since. Okay, okay. Wow, powerful words. Yeah. It really is. Um, you know, I think my, well, you know, situation is just probably a little different. You know, my my girls are really straight arrows. And, and you know, speaking of my teenagers, you know, my nine-year-old jury <laughs> is still out, right? Um, but right. <laughs> my teenagers, you know, <laughs> um, when you look at, you know, what they're surrounded by, the question. Um, you know, uh, I'm a tough guy, right? And they see that and they know it. And they've seen my interactions with maybe the police and then they got to see stuff on TV. They ask me those kinds of questions. And I'm like, you know, your uncle's a police officer. We live Like, it's okay. Like, that's not, you know, it, it, it's that struggle that I try and keep the balance that, you know, I, I grew up in New York, and as, as diverse as it is, it's super separate, separated, and Virginia is not 
And so my kids don't see color and I love it. You know, but the world does. And the world keeps reminding us. And so that part bothers me a lot. Um, you know, another thing that I try to struggle with is uh, finances. Um, <clears throat> uh, you know, the, the world kind of tells you, like, live off credit, you know, that type of stuff. And so trying to instill hard work into them and, and understanding that nothing comes free. Uh, you know, you're probably going to have to work twice as hard because you're females. And, you know, you're going to have to be tougher because if you're going to want to be leaders and what they want to do is they're going to have to be leaders, you know, to build that into their character uh, takes a day in and day out because the world kind of can tell them, hey, we're this. And you can, you don't, you don't never have to work a day in your life, young lady. You know, you, less clothes you wear, you know, the less work you have to do. Um, you know, and so you got to constantly remind them that their brain is their most powerful weapon and not their bodies. You know, so, the, you know, that, that part and how they can earn their money with their brain and not their body. Because men think the same way, right? They will work ourselves till we're exhausted. We'll never think of the back end and say, hey, I got to start thinking of how I can use my brain versus my body to earn money before I, you know, apart you know so those those are the things i think i probably uh struggle with the most when i'm trying to raise kids in this this crazy world you know and, um you know aj you're right me and will's dynamics are so different I, I mean i just learned so much and just kind of the passion that that's taking place on this world so um but yeah that that i think that's really where where my struggles or my challenges come in when it comes to raising my girls Okay, okay. Well, I'm going to interject on my answer here. Um, like I said, normally I don't put mine on there because I, I'd rather let my guests have that freedom. But for me, I think the strongest challenge, and I can openly say this, is me. Um, like Will, like you touched on, I, I came from a different background, you know. My mom had no problem with the, with the poppy with the back of the hand and still be watching TV, you know. And uh, you can't really do that today. But at the same token, Anthony, you know, I... I understand what you're saying where it's like society is trying to put all these different labels and stereotypes and, and ways that they should go, you know, and we're trying to keep them on the straight and narrow. I applaud both of you for doing it the way you're doing it, you know, keep that up. Um, for me, I, I kind of walk that fine line because I have to check myself a lot and go, no, 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 don't blow up about this because that's not as, you know, that's not as hard as when you were a kid. And I have to remember that. And a lot of times that's a little hard to do. Um, I, I came from a snap first and then deal with it later, you know, parent, parenting style. So I have to adjust mine so that I don't become what I did not like, you know. And I think, yeah, that's, exactly. I think that's the biggest thing for me, you know. Um, so I would say that the hardest thing as far as parenting in, in today's world with my children is their dad. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I'm learning. I'm learning. You know. And uh, let me ask you guys one final question, and then I'm just going to let you guys spit for a moment, if you don't mind. If you could change one thing about your life, one thing, what would it be and why would it change it? Now or ever? Ever. Whatever it was that you could change. I know, but I only need I one. Like a time machine. 
Well, it's only an hour show. I need one. <laughs> All right, man. If I could change one thing, I think I would have started saving earlier in my life. And that's something I try to bestill in my kids is to start planning ahead earlier. All right. You know, like he was saying he wants to save for a house or he, he wants to, you know, you know, plan tomorrow today. I like that. I'm ha- everyone out there, hashtag that now. Plan tomorrow today. Hashtag. New hashtag. That's a new hashtag right there. Um, I, I'm, I mean, I think this is a clear one. I probably just don't want to say it, right? But, uh, I think it's probably the biggest clearing one to me throughout my whole life. I probably should have stayed in school. Um. I think it hurt me. I, I, I really truly think I, I would have been quite a great student. Um, it's never too late. College, you know, I mean, I'm gonna go. You know, I'm gonna go to college now. But you know, I, I see where I'm at in my career. You know, and that part is where I'm just like, I, I had to earn the experience. Where I see some of these guys coming out of college, they were 25 doing the same job I'm doing. I'm just like, ah, you know, like. Did that hurt my family? You know, like really, it stings me sometimes when I think back on, like, you know, the, the financial security I could have given them um, earlier. So that that does weigh on me a little bit. I, I feel like I should. Wow! Wow! Absolutely powerful words from both of you guys, and I want to thank both of you guys for your time. Well, thank you guys for taking the time out to talk to my listeners, you know. And um, for my listeners out there, you know, if you have that one thing that you want to change in your life, please leave us a message and let us know. We may add it to this podcast. And, uh, you know, we're going to have a, a session coming up where it's going to be Q&A. You know, you guys can ask us anything you want here, you know. And if I don't know the answer, I'll be happy to tell you that maybe I'll bring these guys back and they can answer it for you. So uh, leave that in the message comments as well. You know, um, so gentlemen, anything big going on in your lives that you want to tell before we wrap up? Uh, man, you might be doing some changes with work and everything. Everything's big, man. Like I said, plan tomorrow today. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, 2020 has been quite an interesting year for me so far. I like to look at 2020 as a, as a year relaxing. Everything slowed down so you could look around. Well, everything slowed down around me, maybe, but it didn't slow down for me. Uh, <laughs> 2020 has been a great year for me. Yeah, oh, okay. Good. Oh, yeah. I, I can say the same thing. I, I got promoted this year. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Uh, and, you know, it's life changing. And so for me, it's. It has been a great year, and like you said, I feel like things slow down around me, and so I can really take grasp of what I was about to get into. So, um, yeah, 2020 is great, and, you know, all the, all the stuff that we're going through, um, I think we need to kind of look at the, the glass half full and say, what what did we really go through? Did, you know, I know we had some people that, that we lost and, you know, were sick and stuff like that, but... Um, I think 2020 had a huge upside to uh, families um, being quarantined together. I think that was uh, that was God's work. Um, but you know, really, just 
to me, it has been a glass half full uh, type of year where I was able to see the wins okay. uh, over some of the losses. All right, all right. I like that. I like that. Well, gentlemen, uh, again, I want to thank you guys for being here. You're welcome back anytime. And as we like to say around here, Will, Anthony, I am a fan. You guys take care. We'll talk soon. Love you both. Wow, my my heart is so filled with love for those guys for being open and honest with us today, and I want to thank them so much for being our guests. I want to also talk to other fathers, guys. Get get real close to to your device right now. Hear me, okay? You matter. If you are getting up and going to work and coming home and putting food on the table and putting clothes on their back and keeping a roof over their head, you matter. And I need you to understand that. So many of us don't hear it. So I'm telling you, dad to dad, man to man, you matter. You may not hear, dad, I love you, dad, thank you. But they are saying it. Trust me, your kids are seeing it. They're learning from it and growing from it. Keep it up. We here are a fan of yours. We love that you are doing what you're supposed to do. It doesn't matter what they call you. Dad, father, man, it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is that you're doing it. And we need so many more of you guys out there to step up and do it. It doesn't matter if they're biological or not. If they look at you as a father figure, take that mantle. Run that race and make sure that they finish because you ran it with them. And if anything else, if you want that big satisfaction, if you want that that, that, that thank you without having to say a word, here's what I ask. When you sit down at the table and you're serving chicken, get the big piece of chicken. I know that sounds silly, but think about it. You earned it. Take the big piece. Sit down one time. Think about this episode of the podcast. Play it again if you have to. And just remember, that big piece of chicken says, we love you and we thank you for all that you do. So as always, we're going to do our Get Up and Dance Positively Podcast Shakedown Breakdown with our song of the week. So come on up, get out of that chair. It's only three minutes. You can handle three minutes. Let's shake it all off. Get ready for next week with a positive mind and a strong heart. We love you here at I Am A Fan. We'll see you next week.
Well, that's it for this week's I Am A Fan. Join us next Friday when we give more positivity, show more light, show more love, and celebrate those who never asked for but definitely deserve the celebration. I am AJ Rivera, and I thank you. And as always, remember, it doesn't matter who you are, but you are, and we all are, fans of somebody. See you next week.